Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In-Depth. Hey folks, JD on hand, week 11, really excited as always, I hope everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving. And speaking of Thanksgiving, let's start with the Thanksgiving games. Two blowouts we had on our hands. The away team won both games. The home teams on Thanksgiving have been the Lions and Cowboys for quite some time. The Lions have been hosting since 1934 and the Cowboys since 1966. So these games, Deshaun Watson, four TD passes and 318 yards in the air. Matthew Stafford for the Detroit Lions, quarterback of course, didn't play poorly. He had 295 yards in the air, but uh, a big interception that swung momentum, uh, throwing a pick six to J.J. Watt. Lions are having a tough time this year, especially on Thanksgiving, holding on to the football. Uh, That was the difference maker in this matchup, and uh, overall, the better team won the football game. I think Stafford uh, has been a very good QB since he's been in the league, but He's good statistically, uh, high QBR, a uh, lot of completions, a lot of yards, but winning football games in crunch time hasn't always been his forte, and Deshaun wins games. I mean, he's a playoff guy. Texans aren't where they want to be right now, especially, actually, uh, six-game suspension for Will Fuller, one of their best wide receivers. So this year, I'm not sure if they'll see a postseason, but uh, next year, hopefully, they'll be back on track. They got a really good defensive line, and... Uh, The offense, when it clicks, it's top five in the game. Moving on to the second and final game on Thanksgiving Day, uh, the Washington football team steamrolled past the Dallas Cowboys, 41-16, and we all know that makes Stephen A. Smith very happy. He's a big anti-Dallas Cowboy guy. The run game was real effective for Washington. Antonio Gibson had three rushing TDs and 115 yards on 20 carries. On the other end, Zeke is struggling. Elliott is struggling for Dallas, and uh, they got to figure it out. I mean, the O-line hasn't been as good as it's been since he's been in the league in years past, but he's having fumbling issues, and that's something he needs to clean up, securing the football when you take a hit. Still hold on to that thing and try to turn these runs into positive plays and play the game north-south. He's bouncing a few of these runs to the outside, and that doesn't always transfer into positive gains. So Zeke just had 10 carries for 32 yards in a ballgame on Thanksgiving, and the man's making a lot of money to do just that. Moving on to Sunday's key matchups, let's start with my fellow New Yorkers. The New York football giants are in first place in the NFC East. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals Sunday 19-17, despite Daniel Jones going down with a strained hamstring. Three-game winning streak for them, and uh, they're looking, you know, after that uh, rocky start. Uh, They started 1-7 with this three-game winning streak, first in the division, and uh, two wins head-to-head over the Washington football team. And to be honest with you, uh, most people are picking the Washington football team to win this division, so... If we have the head-to-head matchup, I think you could see Big Blue Nation in the postseason. But uh, we'll see how all that plays out. Another big game, 
Titans against the Colts, and those are division rivals. Both teams having good years. They had the same record going into this contest, and Tennessee got the better of them. They did, folks, and King Derrick Henry continuing to dominate on the ground. He straight up carried them against the Indianapolis Colts with 178 yards on 27 carries with three TDs. Guess what, folks? Tennessee's trying to... I mean, last year they had a little bit of a run, as we know, beating Tom Brady to start and then Lamar Jackson. Unfortunately for them, once they bumped into Patrick Mahomes, it was all said and done, and they were going home. But I think if they could uh, finish strong, a great year thus far, they found their franchise QB in Ryan Tannehill, who we weren't sure at first. It was Marcus Mariota in the past. Ryan had to earn this job, and he sure did. He sure did. Tennessee, you're going to see them in the postseason now and years to come. Next, I wanted to talk about the future versus the past. When I say that, I say Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. I say the past because it's 43 years of age for Tom. I say the future because 25 years of age for Patrick Mahomes. And they're both doing and did special things. I mean, Patrick seems to be the face of the league without question at the moment. Numbers don't lie and championships don't lie and he's coming off a Super Bowl win and of course with a 10-1 start, why can't he do it again? Everyone's thinking, hey, Kansas City, if they get by Pittsburgh, it should be, it should be all said and done. I wanted to also mention the difference in this game. And the difference in Patrick and Tom this year, because Tom had two picks in this ballgame. He threw it away twice, and that's not like Tom. This year especially, he's having trouble down the field. Those passes over 20, 25 yards have been 50-50 balls that, to be honest, have usually favored the defense. And Pat just doesn't turn it over in the air. I mean, picks, he, he doesn't throw them. He makes smart decisions, and that's key. Uh, That's huge for the Kansas City football team, and Tyreek Hill is really coming up as that first threat. Followed shortly behind by uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes' tight end, but his number one wide receiver just shows out. He shows out. I mean, Hill had 269 yards receiving. 203 yards in just the first quarter, folks. And Mahomes just doing what he does best. 462 yards in the air. And getting back to Tom Brady, 11 interceptions so far this year and a QBR of only 69.7. And the big question is, is father time catching up? I know Tom still has streaks and points in games where he's looks like Tom of old, but when father time catches up to you, it doesn't catch up so much on a skill level because Tom Brady is going to be able to throw this thing till the end. But from an accuracy and completion perspective, you slow down a bit. And Tom's seeing that. And on top of him aging, it's even more difficult. You know why, guys? He's now on a brand new team. So it's 20 years in New England and then moving on to Tampa Bay. He's got to figure his receivers out. He's got to figure if his defense can stop the other team or he has to score a lot of points. I feel that Tom, not a lose-lose situation, but if he wins here, uh, a title here as well, you'll really be, I mean, go debate where no one can touch it. And comparing these two guys at this stage of the game is sometimes unfair, and I understand that, but they're 2-2 head-to-head. And I think Mahomes really wanted to win 
this Sunday to, to say I'm 500 versus the GOAT. And I might be the next GOAT, but, but right now, respect goes to vintage Tom. Moving on, Buffalo and Miami continue to roll. They continue to roll. Buffalo beat the LA Chargers and the young stat king, Justin Herbert, as we all know. And the Miami Dolphins just took care of the god-awful Jets. And for Miami, you know what's good? They're in the playoffs as of now with Tua starting in some, Fitzy starting in some, and uh, it hasn't been a problem either way. Winning record for them. And uh, Buffalo, Buffalo as well, just looking good. I mean, they're beating good and stepping on bad teams. That's what the good teams have to do. And I think you're going to see Buffalo win this division. I know Belichick's still knocking at the door, especially with the New England Patriots beating the Arizona Cardinals this week. I think if uh, New England finishes on a run here, they could sneak in. They could sneak in, folks. And uh, Cam's looking better. Uh, transitioning over to that game. Uh, Pats did pull it out late. It was a tie game. Uh, Cam picked up a first down on a run. He got hit late in extra 15 yards, tapped onto the end of it, and uh, threw the uprights uh, for Nick Folk and uh, the New England Patriots, and they win by three, and that's huge. Arizona, as we all know, you know, Kyler Murray's stats look good. Uh, they're winning close ball games as well. So New England to get this one keeps them in that race. And moving on to the Cleveland Browns. And Baker Mayfield and the Browns are doing something this year that's certainly not expected. Cleveland Browns aren't even used to winning seasons, let alone 8-3 and three at this moment. And he's doing it with just a little bit of help. Baker has Juice Jarvis Landry, but Odell Beckham Jr., folks, is out for the season. And they're still clicking offensively, but the defense is, is certainly one to talk about. They're stopping the run. They're containing the pass. And, hey, Cleveland being in the postseason, as I mentioned, is not expected. So good for Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland fans, the roster, the coaching staff, it's its just awesome. And uh, the Saints beat a quarterbackless Denver Bronco team. I know in the NFL, we wouldn't think a team wouldn't have a quarterback ready, but with this COVID list, with injuries, it just came down to that. And uh, hey, that's uh, the Saints just stepping on teams as usual, only two losses on the season. I think with a QB or without one here, Denver still loses the ball game. Uh, Broncos need to build. Uh, need to get young again and uh, see what they can do. See what they can do. Jumping into the deep dive this week, what it takes to get to the big leagues. And when I mean big leagues, I mean NFL, MLB, PGA Tour, uh, etc. Every sport at the highest level. And first comes with quickness. Quickness is key because in college, it's like a quarterback can run. A quarterback can throw, throw on the run. And it's not as difficult as when in the pros, you got all that pressure coming coming from the defense. You have a quarterback that has to make decisions so quickly. And what keeps you on an NFL field versus a college football field, for example, is all up top in your head. Smartness of the QB wins games in the pros that sometimes the legs can win games in college. And transitioning over to NBA versus NCAA ball, NCAA, you can have a shooter or a playmaker that are just one-dimensional that could win you games. In the NBA, Steph Curry's able to beat you off the dribble, floater in the lane, or pop the three. You got to be multifaceted to be in the big leagues for basketball, football, and now moving on to MLB. It's about timing. 
at the highest stage in baseball, what's the biggest thing? Timing the pitcher's pitch. And when I say that, it's not all about pitchers in the MLB are able to throw 98 miles per hour. No, in college, they can do that too. But in the MLB, you got to be able to time everything. And if a curveball is coming at you, you have to time that because that's going to be much, much slower than a fastball. And then you got the circle change and, and a slider where, where it's going to be all over the zone. So back to the big leagues, with these sports, it comes to brain and being smart and discipline. Discipline's huge as well. Now I'll transition over to the PGA Tour and golf versus college golf. In college, you're like, ah, I don't have to dissect and, and look too into the club choice. Now at Augusta National, for example, or at Wingfoot, you got to have the right club in your hand. You got to know where to aim it on the golf course. You got to know, oh, am I going to try to get there in two on a par five or be smart and keep the ball in play? So as I emphasize, I mean, college ball, high school ball, every next step has that transition. So it's high school, college, and then the pros for all of this. But at the highest level, decision-making comes into play, of course, but raw talent at the college or high school level has to be brought to the pro level with discipline combined with smart play. You got to put all three together to be great. And that's what's totally awesome. I mean, me and my friends and family, whoever I'm talking to about college football, college basketball, we always say, hey, is that guy pro ready? Because we see him make decisions that you get by in college. But at the next level, are you going to be able to do this without A, turning the ball over, or B, taking a big shot from the defense. So uh, wrapping things up today, I wanted to mention here in the NFL, we're coming down to weeks where it's really important, and playoff hunt is going to become a lot closer. And teams like Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and teams like Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and the New Orleans Saints are going to try to stay at the top. This is the time where you either climb back from behind. I mean, look at, for example, the 7-5 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But guess what? Brady wins out. He's 11-5. and five. And then things get dicey, and the GOAT is going into the postseason with momentum. So we got to keep an eye week to week because uh, games down the stretch are going to be crucial. And we'll see how all these playoff races unfold. Love talking NFL. Love talking with you guys. Until next week, JD out.